Who is this mysterious Star Wars villain on Ahsoka? Welcome back to Nerdist News, I'm Dan Casey, and today we're venturing back into the galaxy far, far away to talk all about Ahsoka. The latest Disney Plus Star Wars series has teased the arrival of the villainous Grand Admiral Thrawn, plus some unexpected revelations about dark magic and even connections to the Knights of the Old Republic era. But one character in particular has drawn our collective attention simply by dint of the fact that they've said nothing at all. And no, I'm not talking about Grogu, I'm speaking of Maroc, the mysterious Inquisitor who's working alongside Morgan Elsbeth, Balin Skull, and Shin Hati. So who is this dark side warrior? What are they really after? And could they have a deeper connection to Ahsoka Tano than any of us realize? Well, folks, we have a theory and we're gonna break it down for you in just a moment. But if you wanna read all about it, Eric Diaz has you covered over on Nerdist. And before we go any further, we need to clarify that to talk about this in detail, we do have to spoil elements of Ahsoka so far. So if you're not up to date, then think fast so you can dodge any spoilers coming your way. Okay, let's get into it, shall we? Ahsoka has done a tremendous job so far at introducing us to a cavalcade of badass villains. I mean, honestly, Morgan Elsbeth is example A number one. She kind of felt like this throwaway villain back in The Mandalorian season two, but learning that she's a descendant of the Night Sisters of Dathomir instantly made her 10 times more terrifying. And then we have our two main swords for hire, Balin Skull and Shin Hati. These orange lightsaber wielding force users are definitely no Jedi. At least, not anymore. And it doesn't exactly seem like they're Sith either, but rather they are these mysterious Force Ronin, which is fitting given the samurai influences on George Lucas's original vision. Dune? <laughs> he, he liked Kurosawa as well. And that brings us to the most mysterious henchman of all, Maroc, the silent Inquisitor working for Morgan Elsbeth. So far, Maroc's mostly just been this wordless badass dueling with Ahsoka on Corellia to buy enough time to steal a hyperspace drive. So who are they? Great question. Let's start with what we actually know to be true about Maroc. According to StarWars.com, once an Inquisitor hunting Jedi for the Empire, the mysterious Maroc now works as a mercenary hired by Morgan Elsbeth to carry out dark deeds. Fully encased in battered battle armor, the warrior still carries a red double-bladed saber with a circular hilt. Now, Maroc's name here could be another potential clue. Much like Balin Skull and Shin Hati, Maroc is also named after a wolf of legend. Or in this case, a werewolf of legend. In Arthurian lore, Sir Maroc was a noble warrior who was transformed into a werewolf by his wife. And she was actually in league with the sinister enchantress Morgan Le Fay. So it's fitting that Maroc is now working for another shadowy spellcasting Morgan in the galaxy far, far away as well. So who could this wolf in inquisitorial sheep's clothing actually be? Well, according to our theory, it might be someone that's long overdue for a reckoning. Someone with a complicated history with Ahsoka, someone named Barriss Afi. She was a Jedi Knight whose deep betrayal ultimately led to Ahsoka leaving the Jedi Order behind. Now, for those who don't know, Barriss Afi was a Jedi Knight that became friends with Ahsoka during their time together as Padawans during the Clone Wars. And while her most famous or infamous storylines unfolded in the Clone Wars animated show, she originally appeared during the Battle of Geonosis in Attack of the Clones. However, as the horrors of the Clone Wars raged on, Barriss became deeply disillusioned with the Jedi Order. Although she had risen to the rank of Jedi General, she came to view these so-called warriors of the light side as a feckless, morally bankrupt instrument of Republican warmongering. 
Radicalized to the point of violence, Barriss orchestrated a deadly bombing of the Jedi Temple on Coruscant in the final years of the Clone Wars. The resulting explosion left several people dead, Jedi and civilians alike. And not only did Barriss murder her co-conspirators, then pretend to investigate the murders alongside Ahsoka, she also framed Ahsoka, her alleged friend, for this heinous crime. Once in custody, Ahsoka was swiftly expelled from the Jedi Order, who were just paragons of smart decision-making during this time period. I'm talking galaxy far, far away brain here. Thankfully, Ahsoka's master, Anakin Skywalker, ultimately managed to track down Barriss and bring her to justice. But during their duel, she seemed like she might have been on the cusp of succumbing to the dark side. Should've gotten rid of them. I think they suit me. Now, I know what you might be thinking here. Hey, Dan, didn't Barriss Offee die in Star Wars Legends lore? And the answer is yes, yes she did. But given the canon-wide reset button that Disney hit when they bought Lucasfilm, she remains imprisoned during Order 66 instead. She could have been executed, or she could have survived to fight another day. And look, that's not just us wantonly speculating either. This comes straight from the man in the hat himself, Dave Filoni. Speaking at Star Wars Celebration back in 2015, Filoni revealed that while Barris was originally supposed to take her own life at the end of this arc, he ultimately changed his mind. Filoni said, I had plans for Barris and still do. Do Ahsoka and Barris ever meet again? That's a great question. It would make a great story, but not a story story will tell today. It's not a story the Jedi would tell you, but it is one that Filoni might. And considering that he never told that story in Rebels, the Ahsoka series could be the perfect place to finally show that long-awaited reunion. So how would Barriss go from this jaded Jedi terrorist to mercenary inquisitor? Well, as we learned in Rebels and Obi-Wan Kenobi, the Empire took Jedi younglings and other survivors of Order 66 and then used torture and brainwashing to mold them into the Inquisitors. These Force-sensitive Jedi hunters were then used to track down and exterminate any of the Jedi that managed to elude the slaughter of Order 66. And given that the Inquisitors were ultimately put under Darth Vader's control and Anakin's first-hand experience with Barriss Afi, he may have recognized her as a viable candidate for reconditioning. Now, another item of note here is that one of the Jedi Temple Guards that escorted Barriss to her trial did eventually become the Grand Inquisitor, and that is yet another opportunity for her to be recruited into Palpatine's Palpatine. As for why she'd go by Maroc these days rather than Barris, well, most Inquisitors wound up taking on new monikers when they joined that organization, like the Sixth Brother or the Fun Uncle. Plus, the fact that her real name was associated with a deadly act of terrorism might have her trying to lie low in her new life as a mercenary for hire. And given Dave Filoni's penchant for bringing back familiar faces and the fact that we haven't seen Maroc's face yet, we could definitely see them bringing back a major character in Ahsoka's past like Barris. As Eric Diaz noted on Nerdist though, Maroc is played on the show by a male performer named Paul Darnell, but that could be a simple bit of misdirection, kind of like what Marvel did with Taskmaster in Black Widow. In that movie, a male performer played Taskmaster in all of the masked scenes, but the big reveal was that she was actually a woman played by Olga Kurilenko. Of course, Maroc might not be someone we know at all. It could be a brand new Inquisitor we've never met before. But with that said, there are tons of other suggestions and theories out there from similarly conspiracy-minded fans. The most popular one I've seen is that Maroc is actually Ezra Bridger, a theory that I think makes no sense at all from a narrative perspective. How would Ezra be back in the galaxy far, far away, working with the Imperial Remnant and moonlighting as an Inquisitor? It doesn't make a lot of sense. It's much more compelling if he's still somehow stuck out there with Thrawn beyond the pathway to Paradia. 
Moving on, my favorite wild-ass theory about Maroc so far comes from Meadowland77 on Reddit. They posit that Maroc could be Luke Skywalker, and that is Luke with two U's. They are a clone made from Luke's hand that was cut off in the end of Empire Strikes Back. But to tie it all back in, this hilariously named clone was actually created by Timothy Zahn and introduced in 1993's The Last Command, the third book in his Thrawn trilogy, the first of which being Heir to the Empire, which they seem to be adapting for this show. Now, along similar lines, some theories out there posit that Maroc could be a revived or cloned version of Kanan Jarrus. You know, just to really twist the knife on Rebels fans and see a beloved character brought back as a villain. But speaking of beloved characters, if they did want to bring in a fan favorite character from the extended universe with connections to both the Thrawn trilogy and more specifically Heir to the Empire, there is another candidate. Some fans are speculating that Maroc could be Mara Jade, Palpatine's personal assassin turned smuggler turned eventual Jedi Master. But given how significant of a presence Mara Jade was in the extended universe, I have to say that would feel pretty underwhelming to introduce her here as this mystery inquisitor, even if they do share that same first syllable. And last but not least, another popular name I've seen floating around the internet is Starkiller, aka Galen Marek, not Maroc, but Marek, aka the guy who used the Force to bring down a Star Destroyer in the Force Unleashed games. Now, Starkiller is voiced by Sam Witwer in those games, and Witwer's worked with Filoni and company pretty extensively. He voiced Darth Maul in the Clone Wars and Rebels, Kenobi! and even provided additional voices on Ahsoka. But while we saw Starkiller's armor in Luthen's shop on Andor, I don't think they're gonna reveal Darth Vader's non-canonical secret apprentice in this show anytime soon. Now, as for who Maroc really is, well, we'll just have to wait and see. But you better believe we're gonna be watching the remaining episodes of Ahsoka with our eyes fully peeled for any and all clues. In the meantime, though, if you want even more Star Wars deep dives, we've got you covered over on Nerdist. For now, though, tell us, what do you think? Do you buy this theory? Who do you think Maroc really is and why? Somehow Palpatine returned. Let us know in the comments below, and for the latest and greatest in the world of pop culture, make sure you stay tuned to Nerdist.com.